We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Once again, it is the Sunday morning edition, the Super Bowl Sunday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. My name is Rob Dosser, the gentleman that you see with me rocking the Abilene Christian hat once again, the one and only Jeffrey Goodman. It's not Abilene Christian, but we're going to call it the Abilene Christian hat. Either Abilene Christian or Central Arkansas. Well, it looks better like Abilene Christian, so we'll we'll call it that. I don't think you've ever actually told me what it is, so I'm just going. I don't know what it is. I saw it. We were in. If you don't know, then how do you know it's not Abilene Christian? I I know it's not Abilene. It's like an old school hat of like baseball or something. Some some baseball team like Like the 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 leagues or something. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I like the hat. Yeah, it's not a bad hat. Solid hat. Um, All right, we are sponsored by Bet Rivers. Um, and yesterday I actually had a pretty good day, uh, on bet rivers. Um, Jeffrey, you did not. <laughs> no, Probably a little bit. I've had a bad week. I've had, had a bad, bad week. week. I told you Saturdays are, are rough for me, but this whole week has been probably been the worst week I've had all year. I, I mean, it definitely has been, you know what you need for Saturdays. You need the discipline to be able to say, I'm not betting this. Yeah. I'm letting this one go. Yeah. Um, so I, if you guys, I'm sorry if you hear any noise in the background, my, uh, we, we had to put a lock on the door of the office. Oh, there's my daughter. And my daughter is standing outside the door screaming right now, Dada, door, because she wants me to open the door. So that's why you hear all that yelling in the background. Anyway, um, I actually had a pretty good day yesterday. Uh, there were some mistakes that were made. Um, trusting Texas to make any kind of shots ever was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, buying into the idea that Michigan State might actually be a good basketball team, huge mistake. I bet way too much money on Michigan State there. Um, but I got bailed out by the fact that I went really, really heavy on the Duke, North Carolina over. I went really, really heavy on Marshall bouncing back. Um, and I went really heavy on something else that I am blinking on at the moment. So uh, I think I finished – like my picks were about 500, but I ended up – like I, I, I'm, I'm rallying. I'm coming back, Goodman. All right. Well, if it wasn't good. for that massive, massive Marshall melt the other night, I would. I'd be. I'd be out of the hole. I'd be fully out of the hole. Well, unfortunately, you didn't. You didn't get that. You, you bounced back yesterday. All right. So, give me. Give me your biggest takeaway from from yesterday. It wasn't like a huge upset day. I mean, there were some, but like not these monumental upsets. I mean, again, Alabama losing at Missouri, Texas losing uh, in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. Um, there, there weren't Kansas. I mean, listen. To me, I think the biggest storyline now becomes, is Kansas in serious jeopardy, not just to fall out of the top 25, could they be on the bubble at the end of the year if they continue this tailspin? 
Um, if they continue the tailspin, but I don't know if they are going to continue this tailspin. If you look at their schedule, hold on, I'm going to bring it up right now. Well, it does TCU about four more times in in, in Kansas State because they're going to need to. Well, I mean, here's what they they get next: they get Oklahoma State at home, then they have yeah. Iowa State on Thursday yep. and Iowa State on Saturday, and then Kansas State next Tuesday. So okay. like, so they'll be fine. So like their next four games, like they have. They can they yep. they have their little get right stretch here, and if they beat those, if they beat Iowa State twice and Kansas State once, that gets yeah. them to nine wins. If you get to yeah, nine, wins, twelve, yeah. and your name is Kansas, you're yes. getting to the NCAA tournament. Especially when you have wins over uh, over Kentucky and Creighton yeah. and Texas Tech and West Virginia and Oklahoma. Like there, yes. I don't I don't think there's any any chance that Kansas ends up missing the NCAA tournament. But that said, like if the bottom falls out, let's just say that like. They go in and they get like they get blasted by yep. Kate Cunningham and Oklahoma State. Like the confidence completely shot. They end up losing one of those two games to Iowa State. Then and they're in trouble. Then we can start having that conversation. But yep. I just I don't think that they are there. So no, my big takeaway was that Tennessee's back, baby. Tennessee oh. is back, oh, Jeff. Look, I was just I was a little bit too early on my take on it. They're back. They are You're back. an absolute jackass. You know that. <laughs> You are well, a jackass. In in all in all seriousness, though, I thought, <laughs> you got dominated by thirty minutes by Kentucky. Yeah, but here's Kentucky, the thing: Vinky Johnson and Jaden Springer woke up. Like, there's been two things that we've been waiting for out of Tennessee all season long. All season long, it's. Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer to play like the five-star studs that they are, right? And they're, they they did. They completely took that game over down the stretch over the final eight minutes. And the other part of it is for Rick Barnes. Go ahead. Against Kentucky, they're 5-13. and 13. They stink. But you have to start somewhere. Oh, my right? God. Right? You have to start somewhere. Like, the, it, it, it's a confidence thing for them. It's a belief that they are good enough to go out and do this. And the other part of it is that they, they need hey. to fully buy into this idea that, like, they have to play East Ponds at the five. They have to play Josiah Jordan James at the four. They have to play Keon and J- uh, Jaden together as wings. And then they have to put a point guard out there, whether it's Victor Bailey or Santiago Visco, like whatever it is, like you have to go full small. I don't think that you can play with John Fulkerson and, and EJ Anasicki out there because you, you already have issues with shooting and they just clog up the lane even more. If you put five wings around the perimeter, at least there's going to be some driving lanes and you're not going to have a post just kind of there taking up space, especially if Fulkerson is not, not, I only not have one question for you. I only have one question for you in Tennessee. Does Rick Barnes have pictures of you? Yes, he does. I mean, he must Compr- compromising pictures. Like he must have a, a shit ton on you right now. Oh, he does. Like it's it's bad. It's bad. It's embarrassing. I got I got to keep hyping him up. He's got even more on me than uh, than Brian Hodgson and Nate Oates do at Alabama. <laughs> Seriously, this is this is tough. I mean, this, this is really you just flip back based on 10 minutes against a 5 and 13 Kentucky squad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hey look, you can never let the takes die. You can <laughs> never let the I if you're all late on 10 like I got to ride this thing out, man. I don't really have a choice. I, I need You're going to ride out Pittsburgh too? No. Like I you're done. You're I'm done. Not about, I'm not worried. I didn't go all in on Pittsburgh. Like I, <laughs> like, I, I said, like I one, after they beat Duke, I had one tweet where I was like, I don't think anyone is good in the ACC. Um, and I said, I'm not totally, I'm not totally convinced that Pitt isn't the best team in the ACC. That's what I said. I said, I'm not totally convinced that Pitt isn't. That was like, there's, there's no conviction in that statement. And of course, Brian Snow sees it and says, like, I picked pit to win the national championship that he's the oh, worst he's like he he grabs onto one little thing and he's never gonna let it go 
I'm going to have to hear. All you have to do. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to be 50 years old. The field of 68 is going to take over ESPN. I'm still going to get texts from Brian Brian Snow on that fucking group chat where it's like, hey, you think Pitt's going to win the national title this year? That's what's going to happen. Sorry. Just say whenever Snow says anything to you, all you have to do is respond with four letters. Scal. Yeah, I do. I do this. Scal. Period. I do that, man. It's it's great. And then it's it's over. Whatever Whatever the argument is. (laughs) <laughs> it ends with scowl. Um, all right. What else did you have from yesterday? Uh, I mean, you got to talk to Carolina. I mean, you got to. It, it's still, you know, and I got some some pushback when I said it was it was the best win of the day. But, like, with that rivalry, with the fact that Carolina beat Duke at Cameron and, and ultimately might have pushed them out of the tournament. Like, that's the thing. If Carolina can sweep Duke, they could take credit. For, for for basically saying, you know what? We knocked Duke out of the NCAA tournament. Like, what's better than that? That's better than anything else you could do all season long. No? I, it's, it's great for the rivalry. I, I don't think okay. that it is, like, the, the best win kind of a thing. Like, I would put it. Yeah. I, oh, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Like, I wasn't right. expecting that. But it ended up being, like, like crazy competitive and, um, and, and uh, the – how do I phrase this politely? Um, it wasn't played in a very uh, well executed manner, but it was it was played in fun. It, like That's it was fun to watch. It was, it was it was back and forth. There was scoring. Caleb Love woke yeah. up, and I'll tell you I'll tell you this, Jeff. If if Caleb Love, I'm not expecting him to go for like 25 and seven every night, right? But if he can play somewhere close to that level, like that kind of changes what of course what North Carolina they can have be. Bigs. And all of a sudden, like, especially if, if Kerwin Walton is knocking down um, knocking down jumpers, like, all of a sudden they become a really interesting team. Like, if you got Caleb Love as the guy that can get you 16 and 6, right, you have a front court rotation that includes Dayron Sharp, Armando Baycott, and Garrison Brooks. Kerwin Walton is making shots, and Leaky Black is just doing, like, what Leaky does? Black things. Like, just if he's just being a good defender, an yep. athlete on the wing, and a guy that can be a secondary playmaker in the half court, oh. he doesn't even have to make shots. Like, if you got that, they're a top all of a sudden, like they're they're a team that like can make some noise. I'm not saying like a Final Four or anything like that. No, but they, but they may be like the third best team in the ACC or something like that. Like yeah, anybody can win the ACC tournament. Like that's the one thing this year. Anybody can win the ACC tournament. Like, oh yeah. Obviously, you're going to take Virginia and Florida State probably if you're if you're betting on it. But ultimately, you wouldn't be surprised if if Carolina wins it. Um, Pitt, your Pitt team, could they win it? Why not? Why not? Why not? Whichever whichever Champagne is on that roster, he's a stud. He's a top five player in the ACC right now. So like, yeah, they can go. But whatever his name is and which, whichever one it is, like I can, there's no the way I'm ever going Which one is he? Brothers McMullen. Remember the, the movie The Brothers? Oh, I know. McMullen. I know there's two of them, but I, I just, which one plays for Pitt and which one plays for St. John's? Julian plays for St. John's. Are you 100% positive? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and there's actually yeah, I'm, I'm never going to be 100% positive on that one. So I'm just going to go with the champagne think, and get on that team. I think Fana, Fana and Demetrius might have them as, as guests this week. Oh, that's a nice little tease right there. I see what you did, it Jeffrey. Would be huge. I mean, seriously, right. that might be the best part of the week. And, and Hummel and I already have Chris Holtman on for tomorrow. So that's yeah. Well, good. the problem is Robbie Hummel is going to be on that podcast. So it's good point. kind yeah, of kind, kind of limited in what it can be. All right. There's three other games, actually, four of the games that I want to touch on. Can I give you a tease, though, on the Holtman podcast? Yeah, give me a tease. 
We might have a, a, a sensational Chris Holtman story if he tells it tomorrow. Sensational. I know I know the story that you're talking about. Is it the one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. The one when he yeah. interviewed? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, please. I told you this. Please. Oh, I know it. Yeah. I told you this. No, 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 no. I, I got it like like you sure? Yeah, from the horse. Okay, no. whatever, whatever. Just get just get him get him to tell the story. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working All right, on it. So three if he has a few beers during the Super Bowl, we'll be fine. Yeah, there's so there's there's four games that we need to talk about beyond this. Um first one is I guess we could talk about them both at the same time. Are you worried about Alabama or Texas more? I'm I'm worried about Alabama. I am like I just I still don't trust their bad habits. That's my problem with Alabama is there's there's still too many years of bad defensive habits. And other than Herb Jones, I don't trust any of those guys to, to lock down. And they don't. Like Petty, like I like John Petty, but I still, I'm not convinced John Petty, like every time out is going to give you a, a, an A-level effort on the defensive end. And he's going to make, I think his, his offense dictates his defense. And, uh, you know, I just, without Bruner, like I think when they get Bruner back, I'll feel so much better about them. Like, to me, they've kind of played with a little bit of fire, gotten away with some things over the last couple of weeks and, and won games for the most part other than the uh, the, the Big 12 SEC Challenge game. Um, and, and it caught up with them. It caught up with them yesterday. Like, they weren't playing great basketball. It was it was also like another one of those weird start times, 11 a.m. local time, um, traveling. Like, so I, I can kind of understand it to a point. Um, and, and, you know, it's slow starts in – an era where you're not playing in packed gyms, when you're playing an early tip, um, when you kind of have the SEC already wrapped up, right. you know, like I, I don't, they're, they're going to have to lose like three more games at least, maybe four more games to to not win the SEC regular season title. And uh, like, if you're Alabama, like how how hard are you playing at this point? Like, so I I, I kind of get well, it. A little you're bit. playing um, for a number one seed, so you should be playing. Yeah, you should. But I mean, when you're playing for seeding, that only takes like. When you're playing for a championship, that's that's a certain level of motivation for the players, right? Like if you're only playing for seeding, like that only that only gets you so fired up. So like I I kind of get it a little bit, especially like in an era where everybody's kind of doing some isolation and you're not really getting to experience life the way that you want to experience. Like it's it's tough, it's hard. So I, I kind of get it. Um, they're still just as dangerous as they've always been, but like they they got to get that figured out. Uh, hopefully they didn't peak at the wrong time. Texas, I am. Not that concerned about they've no, won four their last five. Um, but yesterday, like they shot five for 35 from three. They were 20 for 79 from the floor. They shot 25%. They went 0 for 12 from the field in overtime. And the shots that they were getting were not bad shots. They were getting good looks. Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey, and Matt Coleman combined to go three for 26 from three. And they, they I would say that at least half of those were good looks, very makeable looks. If they yeah. shoot, if they shoot half of their normal percentage, right, they win that game in regulation and they cover the spread. I mean, Cade, Cade tried to hand it to him a little bit there. I mean, he couldn't make his Cade Cunningham was legitimately terrible in that game. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. I mean, listen, you make a great defensive play, then you miss the layup, like you, you, a horrible pass, and that's like that's also, like that's not a shot on him. Like every, everybody in the planet is allowed to have bad nights and bad right. games. Yes, and that was yeah, that just be, yeah. That just happened to be both teams played. Caleb Boone was great. But you know what? We 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 called that one. Remember, we were like, "Yeah, Greg Brown knows him as well as anybody." So we kind of called that one. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, listen. I just think again. Uh, to me, the difference between 
number four, this is what we're talking, number three in the country and number 25 is as small as it's probably ever been. And that's that's where we're at right now. When I'm doing rankings every day, it's like, does it even matter? Like, honestly, the, the spots, especially when you go from like, you know, <clears throat> again, Alabama, Texas, Ohio State, they've kind of solidified themselves or they had before yesterday. You know, these teams in the middle, the Wisconsin's, the Missouri's, the Oklahoma's, the Virginia Tech's, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, they're all – throw them in a hat right now. Throw them in a hat. It doesn't matter. They're all about the same. It's a matter of timing, when you're peaking, injuries, who you're playing. Um, COVID pauses. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, that's – look at Villanova right now, right? Like, yeah. So my, my I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I wrote a column yesterday about it that basically said there are – Baylor and Gonzaga are both like historically good. You know, they're the, there's only two teams that were better than both of them in terms of efficiency margin in Ken Palm's database. That was 2015 Kentucky and 2008 Kansas. Um, and wow. the gap between them and the rest of the field is enormous. So my take is that after those two, there are a bunch of teams that are like a typical three seed, Right. So it's like when we say there's a third best team, yes, someone is going to be the best of that group. But the idea that they are as good as a typical third best team in the country is just like that's not that's not the way it is. There's two great teams and then a bunch of teams that would normally be in that 10 to 15 range. And if we saw teams in that 10 to 15 range, like losing on the road to uh, like a, a, a tournament team, like that's not really all that shocking. Right. That's just kind of what happens in college basketball once you get out of the elite tier. So. It's not nothing that happens outside of those top two teams is really all that surprising to me. So like Alabama losing at Missouri. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. Texas losing at Oklahoma State. Yeah, shit like that is going to happen. Um, all right. Two more games we, we, we got to mention and then we can get yep. to today's slate. Kansas, West Virginia. We talked about that a little bit, but I do just want to shout out West Virginia um, completely changing what they did in the middle of the season, doing it well. And they, they're they're dangerous, man. When they can shoot like that, they are very, very dangerous. Um, and the other one is USC. Uh, pulled even with UCLA um, in the Pac-12 uh, title race. Um, Wait, the Pac-12 is playing basketball this year? Uh, allegedly. Uh, I keep seeing like Bill Walton with sunglasses on with like green smoothies on TV. And it's like in between weird basketball clips. So I, I think that they're playing. Um, I don't really know, though. I can't tell <laughs> a little bit. It's a, he's a little bit too uh, too too lifted shall we say, on those broadcasts for me to understand what's really going on. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, the league's still probably going to get four in. I bet UCLA, USC, Colorado, and, I mean, Oregon's a tough one, Oregon or Stanford. I would say one of those two. But when when you've got Oregon State at six and five in your league right now, you know your league's not very good. The bottom stinks. I mean, honestly, Cal, Washington, Washington State, Arizona State has been a train wreck. Utah's not very good. And Arizona's seven and six, and they're not eligible for the postseason anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, hey, hey, here's here's my big question for you. If you're Kansas today, do you self-impose the postseason ban? Hmm. Why not? Seriously, why not? I mean, you you destroy these poor kids. Like it's wrong to do to the kids, no doubt. But I'm saying from a business decision. Do you just do it and say, hey, we'll take we'll take one of the years now. You want to hand us another one? At least we're not going to have a two-year postseason ban at that point because they're going nowhere this year in the tournament. 
we can. Yeah, I mean, I probably would. the The thing about it, like, I, I had a conversation with, um, I don't know if I want to say, but but one of the coaches that's dealing with this, right? And um, he was basically, I, I, he was basically like the reason why people will make this decision to self impose these bans is because they want to plead guilty and get it over with. He said, "What what kills the program is the fact that something like this will drag on forever." We're in year four. It happened in 2017. Well, it's that's where it's going right now. And so like Kansas. So like the, the the having this hanging over the head of the program is is as bad as any punishment that the NCAA can hand out. And this coach was basically like, Yeah, like we're the, the reason why you would do this is to get out from under it and, and just say we look, we fucked up. We did but something you're not wrong. gonna get out under the punishment for it. But it doesn't necessarily do that because you still have you'll still have other people saying, Well, they self imposed, but they could get hit harder than than one. Yeah, of course. But but it's it's to start that process and try to get it done over with. And and like look, Kansas is probably gonna have the hammer dropped on them. There's other programs like Arizona probably is gonna get hit pretty hard too. Um, but there's other programs that were like tangentially involved in this, like Oklahoma State, right? Like they, they're, 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 they're getting hit right. They're going to get hit by a year of postseason ban. Now I don't know if they're going to end up having to serve it or when they're going to serve it. But if they got hit, and like you said, they were like the least uh, complicit. It's in, it's in a joke. We don't we don't have to go down that road because it just yeah, it pisses yeah. me off when we talk about it. And yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. All I'm saying is, if I'm Kansas, I, I might just I might just do it now. And you'll get crushed for it. Now, the problem is they're not going to do it because what they're saying, ultimately, they're saying, hey, we're not like the other schools here. We didn't do anything. We didn't know of anything. And you can't call TJ Gasnola and Adidas a booster because if you try to do that, then Nike's a booster for Oregon, for Kentucky, or, or whatnot. So, anyway, all right, we won't move on to that. It kills. It yeah. completely kills their, their argument. Let's talk yeah. about uh, – so before we do that, I just want to shout out to Evan Batty real quick. I don't know if you saw this at the end of last night. You were probably getting your beauty sleep. This was yeah. an 11 o'clock tip. Um, no chance that you were awake then. No, I didn't um, So Colorado's up big. They blow a lead against Arizona, right? They come back. They fight back. They take a one-point lead. They're up 80 to 79. Evan Batty gets a defensive rebound with like five seconds left. Gets his knee rolled up on. And, like, I don't know if he actually heard it, if he's just the kind of kid that, like, He's got some that, that like Jalen Suggs in him, where, um, you know, did it, like, did it look like he was like going to be out for two seasons? Well, it, he reacted. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, he went down. It looked it looked real bad. Like he someone rolled up on his knee and like it bent the knee in a way that the knees are not supposed to bend. And he was limping yeah. really really badly walking down the court. But he walked to the free throw line and like while like fighting back tears on the free throw line, knocked down both ends of a one and one, and then immediately got taken out. So they're up three and they end up winning the game. Which was like, I don't know how badly he was hurt. I, I've been searching it um, on Twitter. I haven't seen any updates. Uh, he walked off the floor under his own power after the game, but like, he was he was he was hurting, and he still knocked on the two free throws. So another score. I was watching the score, but uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I do want to shout out him like that. That's fucking tough, man. All right, let's talk about today's slate. It's pretty limited. Uh, obviously, it's Super Bowl Sunday. We're gonna have to get your picks on that, by the way, Jeffrey. So be ready. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. Iowa. Indiana, the last time that these two teams played, Indiana went on a 23-2 run in the second half to uh, to run Iowa out of their own gym. It's a little bit of a revenge game spot. Um, last time that they played, Trace Jackson Davis kind of gave it to Luca Garza a little bit. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes had no idea what to do with the offense that Indiana was running against their zone. So where do you stand on this matchup today, Jeffrey? Uh, I like Iowa here. 
I mean, they've lost three or four. I, I think this is a huge spot for the Hawkeyes here. Um, if, if they keep losing like this, you know, you're, you were talking at, at one point that this Iowa team was in line p- potentially as, as a number one seed, right? It wasn't that long ago that we were talking about them having a shot. And uh, now they lose today. You're talking about them being in that same group we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's Oklahoma State or Tennessee or Virginia or West Virginia, like just throw them in the hat, throw them in the hat with everybody else. But the difference for Iowa is they can't guard. And to me, that's going to be the biggest thing today is how do they come out? How do they defend if they're going to play the same damn zone that frustrates the hell out of us? We know that. Um, now, Indiana generally can't shoot the ball. Generally, that, like that's been their mantra for the most part. They've had their their nights. They've had their games. But they are a team that you dare to shoot the ball from the perimeter because they don't have a lot of guys that can do that. So, yeah, And they really shot it well in that first game, too. Right. Really I shot mean, it well. The key too is 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 CJ Frederick gonna play and is he gonna be healthy? Like they need him. They need all their guys, but I, I think CJ Frederick is is really, really important for, for Iowa because he does everything. Like he doesn't do one thing great, but like to me, he's 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 a solid defender, which is better than some on that team. Uh, he, he knows how to move the ball, he can make open shots, he can drive it. I, I just think he's like the sum of their parts is so important for Iowa. And and to me, again, I'm not saying he should be starting even, but to have him on the floor is important. So I don't know if he'll be able to play today, but uh, I think that would be important if they had him. I, I disagree with the sentiment that he's a, a solid defender. I don't think that he's very good, but it's the fact that he's like, if he gets any amount of space, like it, it, he's making the shot, like he's going in. So having that kind of a threat on the floor with Luca. Garza in the post. Um, <laughs> by the way, I don't know if this is actually uh, Diamond Stone, but Di- someone named Di- whose Twitter name is Diamond Stone jumped in the chat and said Jeff Goodman is a clown. So <laughs> I love Diamond Stone. I saw Diamond Stone when he was like a freshman in uh, in college. I hung out with Bob Stone once at uh, at the how about this at the TJI Fridays in uh, Bob Stone. Bob yeah. Stone. Yeah, the Diamond's dad. I didn't even know Bob's. I'm I mean, pretty sure, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Bob, but it was it was at some some under. I think it was Bob Stone, and you don't say who it was. Like I just like figured you know what I was talking about. Yeah, I just figured everyone would would put that. All right, so I hung out with Diamond Stone's dad. Um, at it was at uh at the like the Reebok All American Camp or something like that in Philly at the uh, TGI Fridays on City Ave in Philadelphia, the one that like Allen Iverson used to go to and drop like fifty grand a night there. And let me tell you, like that TGI Fridays is unlike any TGI Fridays on the planet. Like that place was jumping. They had a DJ. They had a dance floor. Like me and Bob Stone had a great night. Was, was, Bob, Stone out there? was Bob Stone out there on the dance floor? No, no, no. We were kind of uh, we were we were wallflowers that night. But like we had we had, we got like nine different appetizers. You know, like it was great. Diamond Stone. I'll give you a quick quick story. I flew the only time I've ever flown pri- private. I flew private once from one AU tournament to another, and it was to see uh, Luke Kennard and Diamond Stone. Um, and I said it was it was to see Luke Kennard, the coach that that I went with. But I ended up seeing both of them. They were like, I think they had just finished their freshman year of high school. They were going into the sophomore year. Diamond Stone was the number one player in the country. And I walked away from that saying, like, 
I love Luke Kennard. Like, I thought Luke Kennard was the best player in the country coming out of that. He was so damn good. Anyway, all right, let, let's finish this this uh, today's. So I'm I like, going, I, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to push back on you. I like Indiana in that spot. I, I'm just, I'm in full state Iowa mode. Uh, CJ Frederick not playing. CJ Frederick, yeah. So I'm in, I'm in full um, Iowa fade mode. Um, you are. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Indiana. I'm going to go, it's going to be small, but I'm going to take the Indiana money line. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, you, full, you I'm in full Indiana fade mode. Um, what else do you like? Uh, I like. Um, there's, there's one other high major game that I'm really interested in. I told you about this off air. I like Wichita giving given eight and a half against Temple. Temple has uh, played so far since they came back from their pause. They've played Tulane and Cincy at home and lost to both. Um, that is not good in case you're you're wondering. Uh, and and playing at the Rand House, I think they have fans there too. Pretty sure. Um, so I I like Wichita giving eight and a half there. Uh, I like Boise. They lost in right. Didn't they lose to Nevada the other night? Lost the other night. There we go. Ding ding. The noties. <laughs> ding ding ding. Uh, Boise giving five to Nevada. I think they're going to get a little payback on uh, Stevie Alford there and 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 Derek Olson. And company, they need that too. Like Boise needs. They, Nevada beat them the other night. Did you see that? That's said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Boise had a, had a had a three at the buzzer um, that would have won it. Go like in and around and off the backboard and back in again. Like I've never seen a shot that was like that far in that didn't go in, except for like maybe Grayson Allen's in the Elite Eight back in 2018. Uh, but you didn't. You missed the best bet of the day. You haven't even gotten yet. If Boise, listen, the only thing I'll say is if Boise wants to be an at-large team, they 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 need to win this game. They can't. Yes, yeah, they do. They do. They so, can't lose this game. Uh, you missed I'm the best go- part of the day. The best. You haven't gotten. You haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I told you what it is. Yeah, the only you other. Cannot, you cannot give Patrick Ewing thirteen and a half points ever. Wow, look at you. you cannot give Patrick Ewing thirteen and a half points. That's what the line is right now, uh, courtesy of our friends over at Bet Rivers. You cannot give. Patrick Ewing, 13 and a half points. A lot of points. Is he going to play? Is Patrick Ewing going to play today? If he's going to play, I agree with you. I, I don't know. I think it will bring him down, man. Caduce no Wahab? Caduce Wahab, Caduce Wahab is the next great Georgetown big man. Imagine what Patrick he's Ewing would do to Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Imagine. He would back Jeremiah Robinson Earl down. <laughs> it would feed him in the post, and he would dunk over uh, over Jeremiah. No, no disrespect to Jeremiah. Seriously, Patrick Ewing would dunk over him today at whatever age he is. 55? What is Patrick Ewing? He might be older than that. He was in college in the mid-80s. All right, maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he wouldn't dunk over him today. But uh, All right, so the reason why um, I like this is just um, Villanova wants to kind of slow it down, and they tend to be able to slow down the game. Uh, against teams that aren't going to try to turn them over. Um, and Georgetown right now is 344th nationally in defensive turn. Like they don't force turnovers at all. Um, so Villanova is going to be able to slow to, slow this thing down and run their offense and get the shots that they want. Uh, and I would expect this game to be played in like the high 60s to low 70s. And to me, 13 and a half points is just too many points against the Georgetown team that like they played really well the first time these two teams played. They beat Providence at home the other night. They went into Creighton, knocked off Creighton the other night. So yeah. um, I, I just I think that they're a little bit better than what maybe the metrics say that they are. And I think they'll be able to keep this thing close. I, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think that 13 points is too many points in this spot. 
All right, last one I have is uh, Quinnipiac um, over Fairfield. And uh, Quinnipiac hasn't played since uh, January 23rd, but Fairfield hasn't played since January 16th. So both teams have been in a pause. Usually that that two-week run is okay. You can kind of come back from that. When you get beyond that, it, it, it takes a while to get back. So I'm going Quinnipiac laying the three uh, at Fairfield against the Fighting Jay Youngs uh, today. And um, there's one other bounce back spot we got to talk about. Yeah, I think I know what it is, but I'm not going there. It, is it, you, the, what, Drake? Is that what you're looking at? No. I, well, they, at Valpo yesterday, um, trailing the game, um, ended up coming back and winning, but they did not come close to covering. It's 12 and a half tonight. Uh, where do you stand? Is that, is that interesting to you? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I'm not a fan of it at all. I don't, I don't love it. Um, I'm not touching it. What about Loyola? Hey, you you should really take the Cal Stanford line game though. No, why? It gives you something to look forward to after the Super Bowl. I think. Well, right? what's going to happen is I'm going to lose a bunch of money betting on the Super Bowl, and then I'm going to have to have something where I need to rally on it. So actually, you're right. Let's go Stanford. That's what I'm saying <laughs> you should go big, go big or go home. And and to me, if you're going to go big here, you take the points, take the points, take Cal ten and a half. Um. So anybody, anybody who, who gets pummeled in the Super Bowl, again, if you want to make it all back. Make your what we need right now. Um, real quick, my, my picks are I have the Indiana money line. I'm going small on that. Don't don't bet too big on it. I'm, I got Georgetown plus 13 and a half. Um, and then I'm going to parlay uh, Loyola um, covering and Drake covering. Just both – neither of them covered the other night. Um, they're the two best teams in the conference. Todd Licklider's done a great job with Evansville. Uh, this year in, in, in the spot that they're in, but I, I I just think that Loyola gets this thing done. Fade the fade the uh, fade the bounce backs. Remember, all right. I'm going Iowa, Quinnipiac, Wichita, Boise, and I'm going to throw Cal on there just in case uh, I don't get I don't have too much alcohol or I have a tough tough Super Bowl. All right, uh, Super Bowl picks. Let's go. What do you got? Let me get out of here. I mean, I'm taking Mahomes. I'm laying the points. I'm taking Kansas City, and I'm also going with the uh, the over on uh, on Mahomes' passing yards. I just think he's going to have a big day uh, against the the old man. I, I just don't think the old man wins another one here. You know, 43 years old. Um, the only other thing I kind of liked the other prop was I think Brady's um, rushing yards was 0.5. I like the over there. Usually he'll, he'll get a yard. He'll get one sneak at some point and he'll get the full yard. So I like Brady there. What, uh, what's going to be funny is he's going he's gonna to sneak for a yard. Then they're going to win, and he's going to take three kneels, and he's going to lose the yard, and you're going to lose that bet. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm rooting for. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, I'm taking the over. Uh, I would take the over on all of the Kansas City, like any prop that you want Every, to bet on. Everything you want, Kelsey, Tyreek. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. I just, I, I kind of. This feels like a game where Kansas City is going to put up like 40 points. So that's kind of where I'm at yeah. with it. Mahomes has started slow traditionally this year a little bit, but. Um, I don't know if he does that today. I think they come out and and again, you know, to me, the rushing attack isn't what it was uh, earlier in the season when they had they had both guys. Um, so I, I think he's going to have to throw the ball more. All right, Jeffrey. All right, happy Super Bowl, Rob. Happy Super. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.